0: What's up, internet? You're tuned in episode 13 of the Potscast. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined as always by Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello everyone. And PixelPar. Hey guys. On this week's show we're gonna be talking about the rumor of the Witcher 3 coming to the Nintendo Switch, and almost nothing else, because it's the first week of 2019. Woohoo! No news! <laughs> So Welcome back, boys. It's, it's been uh, a couple weeks away. We, we went away for the holiday season. We took a break. We all ate a bunch of food, played a bunch of video games. We're back. We're ready to rock. How was your holiday?
1: It was good. Happy New Year, Pete. Happy New Year, Pixel.
0: Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year. Yeah, it was a good break. How about you?
0: I had a great time. Lovely. Saw some family. Uh, both Steve and I celebrated our birthdays. We're over the hill now, old men.
1: <laughs> we're the same age as well right
0: we are yeah
1: <gasps> i know and it's the and it was like one day sequential but you know pete you'll always be older than me
0: always always just a little <laughs> <laughs> that will be on your gravestone <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're twins who were born like a minute apart but i'm always just like well i'm older so you've got to yeah. take my advice and you got a funny accent <laughs> That's what all my friends say about you guys. <laughs> uh but yeah, I had a great holiday season. I'm very excited to uh to get to talking about video games again, but I did just want to call out uh one thing that we did mention on the show a while ago. I finally got my Christmas card from Pixel. But it showed up I I got to open it on my birthday, so it was perfect.
2: Oh. <laughs> it would have arrived just in time for Christmas if you were at home.
0: That's Think true. About that yeah i was already i had left for christmas but hey i got to t- t- taste some british candy which was pretty good i gotta say i'm impressed
1: what did he send you uh
0: there was one that had raisins and biscuits which is what I, i've i've learned that you people call cookies
2: was that a yorkie or fruit it was a yorkie yeah. a yorkie. A yorkie. A
0: yorkie.
1: yorkie yorkie raisin No, that's, biscuit. that's not a cookie it's biscuit. That's just biscuit. Biscuit Biscuits, not like, you call biscuits like these weird scone things, which are not biscuits whatsoever. that's what a biscuit is. No, it's not.
0: Listen, when you guys come visit me in the States, I'm going to take you and we're going to get biscuits and gravy, and then I'm going to change your mind. Biscuits (laughs) and gravy? Which, to you, I'm sure sounds terrible.
1: They're like, they look like savoury scones, Bix, so they're not like a a McVit is digestive that you're pouring gravy on, because that would be repulsive.
2: Horrendous. (laughs) (laughs) you
1: said you had one with bubbles in right that was aero 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 mint
0: so that was so good that immediately after finishing it i was on amazon like so how many of these can i order for an appropriate amount of money i was like this thing is delicious
1: i love aero so much
2: i I had to research and see which chocolates you didn't have and you're missing so many
0: i i i'm so surprised that we don't have the aero because like we have Nestle stuff. I got the crunch bar and all that crap. It's, like, the same thing. Same yeah, but, chocolate. you know, we don't
1: have, like, Butterfingers here. Like, we don't have it's Nestle so Butterfingers. so weird. When you love- you guys love peanut butter, it's bizarre.
0: It, it's bizarre that you don't love peanut butter. Well, like, we How do, do
1: like it, but it's not, like, in every single chocolate bar known to man here.
0: There's, like, literally, like, two or three. That that we have that have them. It's just the most popular. <laughs> Talking shit about peanut butter. I was really tempted to send you a Kinder egg just to get you arrested. <laughs> Great, You're gonna send me illegal chocolate and get me get me busted <laughs> by the feds. <fence? laughs> uh, so anyway, thanks for the card, Pixel. You're welcome. Next time you send one, I'm gonna have to watch out. Make sure I don't. I, make sure that it's been claimed on customs. <laughs> Uh, but so, before we get into the the packed news list that we got this week, uh, we all got a chance to play several video games, and uh, Steve, I think you finally got to pick up a darling little indie title that uh, Pixel and I were really into in 2018, uh, Super Smash Brothers.
1: I did, yeah. I got yeah, it for my you birthday. about it? It's great. I'm loving I it.
0: I can't. I cannot believe your boyfriend held it until your birthday. I know. That is so funny. When you told us that, I'm, like, I-, I messaged you on Christmas Day like, Oh, did you play Smash? Oh, I hope the birthday fairy's going to bring it because it didn't show up. And I was just like, yo, your boyfriend is either a masochist or a comedic genius. Or, or just straight up just like, Oh no! I'm gonna save the best for his birthday. <clears throat> like totally well, like well-meaning, which makes it even funnier. No, I think
1: it was because like um, I'd got like a couple of Xbox games for my for my Christmas present from other people. So it was like, oh, he doesn't want too many games for for Christmas.
2: But Smash was one <laughs> I really wanted. But
1: you know, I got well, it. He in, doesn't
2: I got it
0: want in, too many games for Christmas.
2: We sat under the Christmas tree scurrying through and looking for it <laughs> he's like where's the sat-
1: switch shaped box where's the tiny <laughs> little weird <laughs> cartridge box thing yeah but um i've played i've played a ton of it i've been mainly playing world of light which i didn't think i would i thought i was going to be in the just like cycle of playing against the computer and then playing online i haven't really played any online I played a couple of um, matches with friends in like uh, private arenas but for the most part it's been world of light which has been really fun
2: so you're a Kirby pro now, are you?
1: Yeah, Kirby's like the only character I can play. Like the rest of them, I'm useless <laughs> with. Oh, I'm all right with um, Little Mac. I've just got him. He's all right, and uh, all right, and Young Link. But I haven't got Young Link in single player. I've only got it in the normal mode. So it's 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 good fun.
0: So how many characters have you unlocked so far?
1: I don't know. Uh, hold on, I'll have a look. How many characters have you got? Have you got have you got more?
0: Oh yeah.
1: Uh, okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah, I don't
0: know. Oh no i i didn't I didn't mean that any sort of way. I just mean like for the first I want to say two weeks that the game was out. Literally every night, my girlfriend and I were just playing one v ones and then unlocking characters.
1: I've unlocked thirty one. That's like what's that like? Almost halfway.
0: Yeah, there's like sixty nine. I think altogether. Yeah.
1: Do you know the worst character? is Sonic. He does. He does nothing other than spinning a ball. <laughs> he just spins yeah. in a ball and then just like hits pe- things and then goes off you've, the screen.
2: You've, you've literally just described an entire video game franchise in a sentence. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can that? That's maybe that should be Steve's new show on YouTube this year. Is just just Steve explains games badly.
1: Oh okay, yeah. That <laughs> could be that could be a game. Like, at the end, you know, we'll we'll just get me to describe things badly. Or maybe that could oh, be a game. Be like other people describe the game badly, and then and you have to guess. So,
0: like, guess I guess like this that. game
1: is a little blue thing that spins in a ball all the time. There you go. So you could guess that immediately.
0: That's solid. That's a solid idea. See, we're developing new segments right here on the air. You guys, <laughs> let us know what you think, and it could become real. You too could hear Steve try to describe your favorite games poorly.
1: Just destroy. <laughs> just 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 destroy you. Just by just butchering your favorite games. <laughs>
0: Uh, all right, so uh, what else have you been playing, Steve?
1: Me? Uh, just everything. Just uh, just like, I've just been going crazy. But um, one of the games, I think we discussed it on like a previous episode. I was rummaging through the cupboards at my parents' house. I found my old Game Boy Pocket and a copy of Road Rash. So I played some of that. Yo. And the music just like takes you right back. I've, I posted a video on Twitter. I'll put a link to it in the show notes if anyone wants to remember what it sounds like. But it's like the Game Boy Pocket just like pristine. Still had this like a little original case that it came in. And it's like wonderful see-through electronics. I miss them. So I love it Just I'd love the a sound card. Yeah, a see-through switch would be awesome. Yeah. Even like official yeah, see-through Joy-Cons would be good.
0: I'm really surprised they don't have them considering that the Pro Controller is...
1: Yeah, it's like semi-transparent.
0: Yeah, it's just weird.
1: Maybe they're saving it for the Switch Pro.
0: They're bringing it back. They're bringing it back one controller at a time. (laughs) That's awesome, though, man. That's like a really fun experience to go back and like dig out your original Game Boy and pop in a game like that. That's that's cool. Yeah,
1: I was like sat in the window just so trying to get any kind of light coming off the screen (laughs) so I could see (laughs) the thing.
0: (laughs) Dude, I'm so sad. I have my original Game Boy Color like up on a shelf uh in my office and uh i so a couple of years ago like i dug it out because i hadn't used it in a while and i realized i had left batteries in it <gasps> so yeah it got all like cal- it's like all calcified in the back and stuff like i gotta i gotta send it to somebody to like fix it up and like you know yeah
1: they can it they can clean that more. out though just got a yeah. bit of acid on it or come on.
0: yeah it's fixable and uh i know i gotta replace the prongs for the batteries. Oh, are they totally gone? They're like so bent and, and messed up when I tried to pull the batteries out. I'm just like, Oh man, this is breaking my heart. (laughs) But what I really want to do is I want to get it rebuilt and turn it into an instrument that I can like plug into synthesizer and like use it as a, um, like as a headpiece, like a lot of, a lot of like chiptune artists do that. I was like, that would be so fresh to do it with my original game boy. Yeah, They've got kits (laughs) you can buy online, haven't they? So you can just set it up yourself. Yeah, all you need to do is like plug a couple things into it But I'm like a chicken So <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anytime the soldering iron needs to come out I just like, I run away yeah. screaming
0: Please, I, I bought a kit to replace the the stick On my GameCube controller And it was the most stressful experience of my life Taking it apart well, like, The, you're see, the, the
1: C-stick or the white one?
0: The white one
1: Does it go like, loose? It, the,
0: nub, the nub had worn off oh, Because okay, yeah. you know, I have like my original GameCube controller Still in working order So, like, I I bought a a kit and replaced it so that I wouldn't have to, you know, get rid of it. And uh, it worked really well, but I also, like, gave myself a heart attack. And now my Z button sticks, so I need to take it back apart and fix it. And I'm just like, ugh, I hate this. I need to do a similar
1: thing with my N64 controllers. Those things just go so loose, the uh, sticks. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, they got it right eventually.
2: You guys just need to take everything apart when you get it, put it back together, and then when something breaks, you won't be scared.
0: Yeah, I think I think the real thing that I need to do is get a get a soldering iron and like and just be ready and just have a bunch of projects. So that as soon as you come to visit me in the states, I'm just like Pixel. Just real quick, can you fix these 17 GameCube controllers for me? Oh, I feel like
2: visiting my parents again.
0: <laughs> no,
2: honestly, do your I'm parents just...
0: have you do a lot of GameCube controller mods while, while you're in town?
1: I'm just gonna send anything that breaks to you now.
0: Thanks. I'm well, You know, you're
1: it. you're apparently making me a Switch dock from some magical things. I have no idea what's <laughs> happening there, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I love that. Like, on Twitter, Steve's like, yo, does anybody have, like, an extra Switch dock? And Pix like, oh, I'll build one for you. <laughs> it's like, what? Oh.
1: <laughs> I hope it's going to be, like, made out of wood and, like, just goes in. And...
0: That's what I was thinking in my mind. I was like, can you imagine, like, he just sends it to you and it's, like, a perfectly, like, sanded and finished, like, it looks exactly like a Switch dock, but it's just made of walnut. Like Yeah, like a nice little <laughs> sort of golden
1: lay, just glorious craftsmanship. <laughs>
2: gonna be totally brown with an (laughs) ocarina logo in the top right
1: i'd be happy with that nice custom real thought went into it one of my favorite games
0: (laughs) Oh. oh my god i think my number one goal for for the future of loop pots is to at some point do some kind of charity stream or something where i get steve to agree to a ridiculous bet and if he loses he has to get an ocarina of time tattoo no
1: way i don't know (laughs) if i'd ever get a tattoo but yeah i mean just for charity i guess i'm gonna have to
0: exactly we're doing it for the kids man (laughs) (laughs) they need you to get an ocarina of time tattoo (laughs) <laughs>
1: but quickly other games i've been playing i've played a game called kona i don't know if you either of you have ever heard of it it's like this it's like this sort of mystery game and like you're up in um you're up in canada quebec and you're like you've been hired you're a private detective and you've been hired by someone but you get there and they've been murdered and then you're trying to solve like who's be- who's killed them that kind of thing it gets, a bit, it. it gets a bit weird, like goes a bit supernatural, freaky throughout. And on the Switch, it doesn't; it's not exactly smooth. There's like real jerky loading screens at points, but it was fun to play. And uh, I played it with my dad, and he loves that kind of game, so it was really good fun. Uh, another game that was on, made my kind of like top picks for the uh, sale, which ends tomorrow, unfortunately, um, was Pam Pan. So I, I played a bit of that, which was like a, is like a uh, a little. Puzzly game environmental puzzler so you like pick things up move things around interact with the environment to try and get through and, and solve the mystery of this island a bit more celeste and then a game that i think we've all been playing is moonlighter uh that is just, I love it's just so
0: good it's so fun i love moonlighter dude oh my god it's so fun
1: How far are you you guys? I haven't even finished the first dungeon because I've been too busy trying to go in and out to just upgrade my shop and get everyone into the town.
2: It's one of those things, isn't it? You're like torn between whether you should try and get through the dungeon as fast as you can or whether you should get stuff to sell in your shop Mm -hmm. to then get more upgrades to then progress
1: further. That's pretty much how I've been doing it. It's just like going back. I've upgraded my shop. I've bought the, the first upgrade. I've got the sale basket where I can put items in. But the this there's this guy that keeps coming in and stealing things, and then you have to like chase after him <laughs> and like roll in really? a ball with him and get stuff off him and then
0: I haven't seen that yet, no, that's crazy.
1: Oh god, it's a nightmare, and he like comes in, and like the person, he's got like um, a bur- a burglar sign that comes up above his head, so you know he's going to be stealing things, so you're there like following him around the shop until he tries to run off with something, meanwhile people are queuing up at your till trying to buy stuff off you, and you're just like hold on I, I'm not dealing with you yet, I'm not selling stuff to you, because this guy's about to nick like my really expensive glass shards or whatever I've picked up in the dungeon, so you're just like, your eyes are just entirely on him the entire time you're there
2: i've not seen the thief yet me that's neither awesome. that's
1: incredible i think it happens when you upgrade your shop for the first time because you get different types oh, okay. of people that come all in right. there's like a really rich person that wears like a top hat and he'll like he'll spend more money so when he comes in I the shop, i don't
0: like how this game is profiling people so this guy shows up with a top <laughs> hat and a monocle all right okay but
1: it's like when you <laughs> when he comes in you can upgrade the prices so you can like go over to your uh over to your stand where all the things are on sale and you can like upgrade the prices and, and bump them up because you know he's going to be spending a little bit more money
0: buy another one you rich motherfucker <laughs> 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 see so, yeah, i was i was tweeting about it in digital Sun, uh who's the developer actually like liked one of my tweets and i was like i'm so happy they read it because i love the game and i was like just like yeah it's really good man like it's that that risk reward of Collecting stuff and having that, like, the typical kind of roguelike of, like, do I go one more room and see if I can get more stuff or do I go home and, like, secure my my load, you know, and make sure that, that I get all this shit? And then do I sell it or do I upgrade? Yeah. And that that system, it's such a simple yes-no kind of thing, but I love the resource management in this game. Like, it's so rewarding having that and even with money, right? Like, do I spend the money on upgrading my character or do I upgrade my shop? Or do I buy the other vendors so that I can buy potions or mm-hmm. get new weapons or or have the is the stuff that I need and like ah oh, it's just it's so good. And it's funny because one of the other games I was playing was Hollow Knight, but I told Pixel like I started playing Moonlighter just like the day that, you know, I came home and it showed up. I was like, oh, Pixel sent me this game. Like, I want to check it out. And I just, I it's like the only thing I'm playing on my Switch right now. Like, I totally, like, left Hollow Knight in the dust to play Moonlighter. Because I'm so into it. It's,
2: it's, a, it's very unique, isn't it? That's, like, I, I remember seeing the trailer for it ages ago. And then I just forgot about it. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw the game again, I was like, oh my god, I haven't played that. I forgot it was out.
1: Have either of you encountered the kind of different... Items as you get further into the dungeon, where they have to go in a specific slot in your inventory. Yeah, yes. And then they like, That's and then some really of them cool will mechanic. like destroy something in a certain direction once you like go back to town. So then, yeah, or
0: you can, there's like the ones that are like take away the buffs so that you yeah. can like disenchant items and stuff.
1: So you're like moving things constantly, moving things around your inventory, or you just have to like make the and you can favorite things in like the vendors as well so if you're just like i really want to make this bow and arrow you can favor that and then it, when you go into the dungeon it'll tell you what items you're looking for and even if it's an item you don't know what it is until you get it back because there's some that like it unidentified or whatever it'll put a little star on it so you have to like make the decision do i want this which could potentially be a cheap item because i want to upgrade my bow and arrow or do i want this which i know is going to be really expensive and like sell for like a thousand in my shop you have to kind of make that choice as to what you want to do as to whether you leave it behind or take it with you.
0: Also, the economy of the game is so interesting. Like, I remember for the first, like, hour I was playing, I was underselling, like, almost all my items, you oh, know? Oh,
1: yeah, 100%, and yeah. Be-
0: before I finally got, like, oh, okay... So, this, like, when a, a character reacts this way, it means it's too cheap. When they what have the giant
1: this... gold pound coins in their eyes, and they're yeah. like, oh my god. It's like, yeah, yeah that's a, a bonus oh, item
2: you've got of that sort. You put it in a shop, and then you see someone with that face, and you're like, oh crap, I've sold that way yeah. too cheap.
1: Have, is there a way to just say, no, I don't want to sell it to you? I haven't figured that out.
0: I don't think so. Once they pick it up, it's like, you're done.
1: Yeah, that's what so, I like, thought.
0: i've I've had it where i've had multiple things on and i'm like oh i didn't charge enough for this and then i immediately go and like edit the rest of it you know or whatever Mm -hmm. like but yeah and that in and of itself like you said is fun like when you get a new item and you have to guess what it's worth but then also like how there's like supply and demand so like if you're flooding the market with this one item or you start overcharging for it or you're trying to just squeeze that extra couple you know gold out of somebody like the amount people want an item will change and that like it's just so interesting
1: but that, that's where the like sale basket you can get comes into play as well because if you get that upgrade when it goes down in like demand you put it in the sale basket and people are like oh yeah right. i want that again because it's like it's like 30 percent off or whatever and, they, and they'll they'll buy it again
0: i haven't gotten that yet i I decided to get the uh, the cash register first to get more money for yes, every yeah. sale, which has been really helpful. But yeah, it's just, there's so many systems in the game that are subtle, but really well-developed like that, where like it's not this crazy, deep thing that takes a ton of time for you to learn, but it's got a lot of intricate systems that move together in unison to make like just a so really subtle, like, really satisfying package. It's definitely the best roguelike game I've played in a long time. Where, like... Because a lot of times, roguelikes just don't interest me. Like, Yeah. They, like, I, I get very, like, disenfranchised by the whole, like, die, do it again, die, do it yeah. again. Like, you know, and I just... They don't often get their hooks in me. The loop doesn't feel satisfying. But the loop in this game is insanely satisfying. Because every time I go back, like... I'm satisfying a different thing or I'm checking off a different box or it's like, Mm. it's flipping a different switch for me, you know? And like, that is not easy to do, but mm, love it. Love it. (laughs) I don't
2: think any of us have got past the first dungeon yet though.
1: No, that last boss kept killing me and I know what I need to do now. That's why I got the bow and arrow because I'm going to shoot him from afar and and then run past the, you've got to jump over the little jelly arm thing he throws out. Have you have you got to the bus yet?
2: I haven't got to the bus yet, so no. Oh you're just well, yeah, everything. We're sorry. Just forget everything <laughs> I
1: said. He's not got a jelly arm. He's 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 right next to you. you don't need to be far away.
0: <laughs> I've been uh, I've I've basically just been building out my character though. You know, like I wanted to fill out the town first. Like I op- I bo- opened all the available shops first, and then now I'm focusing solely on upgrading my character. And I want to just get a full set of armor and uh, a spear. And I just built a bow. So I'm like, all right, I'll be good. When I have all three of those, I think you
2: know. Did he review guys allow the other retailer in? Because when you are playing, you get to choose whether a person is accepted into the town or denied. Did you? Because there was a shop that's described as like
0: another retailer where yeah. you buy yeah, things I from. I
1: purchased that. It's like five thousand gold or something, isn't it? So that I Yep, I did that too. All he does okay. is he sells like items you need in order to upgrade. So rather than you having to go down in the dungeon and hope and pray that they drop like some wood, you can mm-hmm. you can buy it from him if you need it.
2: Does that affect the demand for things in your store, though?
1: No, not as far as I know. Not that I've noticed. He's no. he's only open at during the day as well. So oh, okay. if you if you wanted to buy something from him, you have to do it before you open your shop. So it's a, it's okay. a, it, it it then it becomes like a time management of do I go in the dungeon during the day or do I go in the dungeon during the night when it's potentially more risky? And uh, but you get better d-
0: loot at night. You
1: do get better loot at night. Yeah, they tell you that early on. So it's it's an, it's, it's an interesting game.
0: I've literally never gone in the dungeon during the day. No, me neither. every day, every day I just do like shop, you know, chore stuff, and then like night I'm out there.
1: It's that, it's that. I think it is that chore mentality of like that's why I enjoyed Stardew Valley so much. It's it's a game that shouldn't be fun because it is doing chores and doing repetitive tasks, but it's like it's kind of relaxing doing doing that. And then there's that additional thing, and it does remind me of Stardew Valley and that I'm going into like the caves in Stardew Valley to get things and sell that similar thing here i'm going in to get loot and then and then kind of sell that and then i can upgrade my stuff
0: there's something deeply satisfying about a game that can create a satisfying feedback loop whatever it is and that's why mobile games are so popular Mm -hmm. right especially for people that don't play video games because like it's very much like in my mind the jrpg thing where like whenever i play a jrpg you have this moment at least i always have this judgment call moment of if I'm going to keep playing the game and it's the reason that Octopath lost me where okay is this fun in the first hour of the game and is it going to be fun in 60 hours
1: Yeah, mm. I mean that's why I kind of left Persona I think it was just too long for me
0: yep and, and even if there are things that you like about it right like I love the battle system of Octopath but like the story wasn't engaging and there was no carrot for me to get through the stick whereas like with moonlighter it's the perfect balance because you're you have these very distinct gameplay segments that are broken up and you're never doing the same thing for too long right like if you do go in the dungeon and you have a really long run that's really successful immediately after that You're going to have a segment where you're not doing that at all, where you're like, okay, now I can get into the economy and like the, you know, that whole element of the gameplay. And I think that's what really makes it work for me over other roguelikes is that it's not just die, do the same shit again, die, do the same shit again. Like your 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 character is constantly progressing, but you're also seeing the world progress and that like it's a huge incentive to keep going
1: you've got that limited inventory as well that limit again limits how long you can really be down in the dungeon because there's only so much you can take back with your things like 20 slots that you've got. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So there's no point spending forever down there unless you're just trying to get to the boss and then go back. But,
0: but like, yeah, the fact that there's no like experience makes it that like, there is a real, like you said, risk reward of like, okay, do I want to advance or do I want to get loot? Like, what am I, what's my goal here? What am I doing while I'm down here?
1: You kind of make your own story as to what your own goal is rather than, it's saying, right, you need to go and do this. It's like, you can make the decision yourself.
0: How smoothly
2: animations as well. It so looks good. so good. Because most, most Pixar games, I hate generalizing, but a lot of them have really kind of subpar animations for characters and enemies and stuff like that. It looks nice, but the animations aren't that great. Whereas Moonlight's animations are just, even just a little loading icon in the bottom right corner where it comes up as like green blobs and then forms a shape. Mm-hmm. It just looks so good.
0: I, I, I was really impressed by like how articulated uh is it is it matt is that the main character's name
2: uh will I think
0: will will I knew it was just like a very like short regular white guy name <laughs> <laughs> uh but will i like his attack animations you know like I love how each uh item or each weapon rather like has its own kind of like set of animations you know that like really makes it feel like like this spear like there's like weight to it when he like extends his body you know yeah. and like it, it feels like there's follow-through it doesn't feel like you're one of those games where it's just like you're pressing a and you have that swing that feels like it's just like swing 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 like with there's like no you know like no weight to the physics and yeah you're totally right it, it has a very um it's just got a good style man I think honestly, the only thing, the only criticism I have about it aesthetically is like, I don't love the music and like,
2: yeah, the music can be a bit repetitive
0: when you're going in the dungeon again. That's, that's its biggest flaw, I think. And it's like, it's not the, the song itself isn't catchy enough for me to listen to it for like an hour at a time. So it's become a game that I play at night while I have like TV on in the background or something, you know? Cause like I love looking at it, but like the the sound is just okay. It's not like bad. It's not grating or anything. It's just like a little bit like, oh this this is this is disappointing. Yeah, compared
2: to the rest of the game, they could have done yeah. with more varied. And
1: I wonder if he's going to change per dungeon though, because neither of us have got out of that first dungeon. So I, I hope, hope there's so. a different tune. I imagine per there dungeon. will
2: be, but still, based on the amount of time people spend in the dungeon especially Mm. when you're getting loot they should have varied it a little bit more just to make it interesting when you go back in
0: yeah especially when you think about the fact that like the first dungeon is the one you'll probably spend the most time in because you're not Mm -hmm. you don't know what you're doing and you're building your character and your shop up from nothing you know i mean i don't know about that
1: because there's going to be um, there's items you specifically need in order to upgrade certain things and presumably they're going to be in the different
0: dungeons that's true yeah that's a good point but yeah, so overall, really, really high on Moonlighter. We're all really enjoying it. Pixel, thank you again for sending us uh, Steve and I both a copy for Christmas. Uh, I I cannot wait to play more of this game, and uh, these guys immediately are on my radar, like for whatever they're doing next, because this this game is hot. So if you're looking for a, a solid roguelike on your Nintendo Switch, we could not recommend Moonlighter more highly. Uh, so the last game that we're going to talk about this uh, this week in this segment is uh, a little game I picked up called The Lego Harry Potter Collection.
1: Hey! All three games yeah, on so, one disc.
0: It's actually uh, Six, Six yeah. games.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's it's big. Um, I think it might actually be eight, technically, because it's all eight years. So hold on, know. hold on.
2: Did you buy the physical version of the digital?
0: Yes, I bought the physical. It says on What does it say on the right. cover?
1: It says on game card. They reprinted it. Does say it on game card. Yeah. <laughs> it was impossible to find, but I've I've seen
2: a copy of it, and it says on one game card at the bottom. Uh,
0: it says two classic games on one cartridge. Yeah. So, so I...
2: the the marketing material for it, all of it, said on one disc. And I was hoping oh. that was just going to be a big screw up, and it was going to publish with disc written on it.
0: That's so funny. Yeah. No, it says cartridge. <laughs> Fair enough. Um. But yeah. So I. I I'm not exactly sure how this works if they were all at one point single games and but either way, it's it's all eight years of Harry Potter Lego Harry Potter and uh I'm having a really good time with it. Uh my girlfriend is like a huge, huge Harry Potter fan, so she was uh sick over Christmas break. So I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna buy Lego Harry Potter, we're gonna snuggle up under a blanket, and we're gonna play the shit out of this game. And it did not disappoint. Uh, it's been quite some time since I played a Lego game but uh they're they're just they're so fun man you know Tt games they make a real solid a real solid collectathon and uh they're they're just a good time you know like it's it's been so long since I've picked one up but uh it immediately reminded me of like what I like about them you know it's like the they're, they're very cute the humor's good. they're easy to pick up and play they're like low stress, but they're they're engaging enough to like Want, for you to want to keep going, you know? Like, there's a lot of games that I think have that, like, low-key, low, low key, like, laid-back vibe that are just not... They're boring, you mm-hmm. know? And And I don't find these games to be boring. And I don't know what it is that makes running around and, like, collecting... <laughs>
1: They'll go pieces,
0: <laughs> yeah, for whatever reason it's it's fun, it's satisfying, you know, and I think it's because it's it's charming and it's funny, and it's really about picking whatever flavor is good for you. Are you a marvel fan, are you an incredibles fan, or like find the game that matches up with what you like, but yeah, so i I'm really enjoying it if you're looking for like a good couch co-op game that you could play with you know like you know your partner or your kid or you know your roommate or whatever like definitely definitely give the lego harry potter collection a thought you know if you're if you're an hp fan and you're looking for like a walk down memory lane or whatever like definitely a good time well worth your money i was able to get it on sale uh at GameStop as well so i I was like oh you know what i'm gonna go in and see if i can pick up katamari Reroll. (laughs) guess what they don't have any copies left sorry pixel So uh but I was able to pick it up on sale and I, I I was really satisfied uh to to grab this like huge collection for like thirty bucks. So yeah, my and girlfriend it... and I played through the entirety of Sorcerer Slash Philosopher's Stone in uh in one night and it was great.
2: If you're in the UK you can pick up for about fifteen pounds, that's an absolute bargain.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a ton of content.
1: One quick question. What are the what's the control scheme's that like? is Is it a single Joy-Con setup?
0: Uh no, we play. Well, I I think you can play with single Joy Cons, but uh, we played with. It does look like you can play with single Joy Cons according to the back of the box, but we were playing it with. Uh, I had the Pro controller, and she had my two Joy Cons oh, on cool. the grip. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you you gave her the subpar controller.
0: Yeah. Oh my god! Of course. <laughs> did She's you make player it, two?
2: Did you allow her to play as player one or player two?
0: I was player one.
2: Oh, so whenever whenever she went off screen, you ran and she'd have to do, appear next to you again.
0: Well, no, no, no. Uh, because I don't know if this was the way it was in the original Harry Potter, but they have that, the, the, oh, the way yeah. they, the, that it goes screen into split-screen. Split. Yeah, where, and it like, dynamically moves so that like if, if if I'm like to the left and she's to the right and she goes to my upper right, it'll go diagonal. So that like, you know, it like moves. It's a little disorienting at first, but once you get used to it, you're like, this is a really effective way to navigate a screen.
2: Yeah, I forgot about that. It's such a good kind of mechanic to draw it into one screen and when you're separate, split it. Because a lot lot of games do that thing that your other player will disappear and get teleported back Mm -hmm. to you or something. And it really ruins the co-op experience.
1: The only other game I've played that does that is Divinity Original Sin. It, it does the split screen thing and then joins it back together and, it, and like you say it can't you can force it to be split screen always because when you come back together and it like suddenly merges the two together it kind of makes you feel a little bit sick like as it kind of bumps the two together but yeah
0: i was getting like a little motion sick when it first started and like we were like running in circles and it was it just kept like spinning and i was oh like i was like this is fucking disorienting but again it's like once once my brain adjusted to like okay this is what's happening it's like okay it's it's natural now and like i stopped noticing it after a while you know so uh yeah man tt games classic remastered but uh give it a shot give it a shot
1: also do you call it lego or legos
0: lego good that's like the name of the company is no like debate? like
1: right okay when you're playing with lego and I say, can you go pick oh. up your Lego? Would you be plural Legos or plural Lego?
0: I think I would probably say Legos. No, that's like saying Amiibos.
1: I know. It's just wrong. It's a, Yeah, it's a real American thing. They all your say Legos.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they all... I love how they... Yeah, it's a real American thing. They all say... It's like, all right, Steve. They sit all there right.
2: with their biscuits and gravy, adding S's to the ends
0: of things. <laughs> Them and their fucking Z's. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And why do you hate you so much? It's favorite That's with a you, U. Uh,
0: why do you guys throw them into every word all willy-nilly? Rumor. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> speaking of which. We've got a couple rumors to discuss this week. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, before we get into that, I wanted to ask you guys, what's your favorite kalur? My, my favorite kalur. Kalur. <laughs> All right, so the first rumor that we're going to be discussing this week is uh that there, there, there's some rumblings around the web that The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt could be coming to the Nintendo Switch. Pixel, as the number one video game pundit I've seen throwing gasoline on this fire.
2: Yeah. What's going on? So there's a France based distributor. A lot of people have been calling it a wholesale, but it's a distributor of um, games and entertainment by like items you know like plushies amiibo things like that and on amiibos? their website uh, amiibos <laughs> on their website they put up a listing for the witcher Free on nintendo switch and there wasn't any ean code um there wasn't quite accurate details in the product description so it was rated uh, i think it was Peggy 16... No, Peggy 12 instead of Peggy 18. Um, but... They it's like, put
0: it's it up. like the it's like the, the Super Nintendo Mortal Kombatification of Witcher 3. It's like it has no blood and like all the sex stuff is removed, so it's Peggy 12 now. <laughs> if it's going to happen, it's going to happen on a
2: Nintendo console. You can guarantee it. But yeah, I would personally back this rumor based on the distributor because in the past... I've seen this distributor list a number of things which have released on Nintendo Switch that were listed on the site weeks or months prior to it actually being announced. However, the big question is, can they really get Witcher 3 to run on the Switch
0: optimized enough for release? I have such a hard time believing that, but like, like Wolfenstein and Doom run? So it's like, I don't, I don't know. Like it's so hard to say. Like that's like my gut reaction to that is that can't be real, right? How would they get that to work? But how did they get like sixty FPS Twitch shooters to work? I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, the, those sixty FPS shooters—they just cut half of the frame rate off. That's that was a <laughs> real true. nice saving, saving there. If if The Witcher, they cut half of not even thirty frames per second at times down to like fifteen, and that's gonna be a bit jerky.
0: Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, is The Witcher locked at sixty? Because that no. might be a, a workaround. it's not even locked at yeah. sixty,
1: unlike on the One X.
0: Oh wow, okay. It's like I do like Thirty
1: frames a second max.
0: They just they could just like destroy the draw distance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, it
1: runs. It probably runs on like a potato graphics card PC, like a low resolution settings.
0: They've
2: they've managed to get it running on. I think it's GWD. I can't remember. It's like a little handheld PC.
1: So, yeah, I mean, if you're running it on something like that, you could probably run it on the Switch with less... You haven't got the Windows overhead and you can optimise it a little bit better for the Tegra. Do,
0: do a low-poly version. Yeah, so <laughs> I can imagine. That's like
2: the Witcher 1. Um, so if the thing is, if they can get it running on those little handheld PCs and they're getting a solid 25 to... Well, it's between 20 and 25 frames per second on that when the game hasn't been optimised for it, and the specs are questionably only just a little bit better than the Switch, I guess it could be possible.
1: I think you get someone like panic button on it on the case, and they'll be able to crack it.
2: I don't know. Is it going to happen? Isn't it going to happen? If it wasn't listed by this particular distributor, I would have written it off straight away. But considering this distributor's history of slipping up a few times, <laughs> I'd say that there's some potential weight to rumor. Rather than it just being a random retailer chucking up a placeholder,
1: it's such a strange. It would be such a strange game to just pluck out now and and talk about remastering. It's probably one of the first big RPGs that came to like the early PS4 generation. Like, why would you, if you were going to make a rumor up, make a rumor up about The Witcher Three and randomly put that as a distribution now? Why would they have that in their inventory if it wasn't real?
2: That's a, that's the thing. You see, I've seen them screw up a few times while they've listed things wrong. But what happens is they'll list it in the title, like this one says Witcher Three Switch, and then in the game details where it says support where the platform goes, it will say like PS4, and that's clearly someone's just accidentally done the wrong title, and it's normally cross-platform games they do that with anyway. But for this one, it's got Switch in the title and Switch in the product description. Sure, the PEGI rating's wrong, but most of their pre-release stuff is just placeholder content in you know the PEGI ratings and things like that anyway. And it's clearly got a placeholder date of the 31st of December 2019. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think it's real? Do you think it could be real?
1: I mean, looking at it, I would say, like, the price that they've got, the fact that band banned on Namco rather that, that is the correct distributor in Europe. Uh, and, I mean, the only other thing it could potentially be is, like, Gwent. But why would they bring that out as a physical copy on the Switch?
2: Yeah, I don't see that coming physically if they did bring it over.
0: Yeah, if anything, it would be digital. So that's the thing is, I think, like, to Steve's point, what is the explanation for this if it's not real? You know, because I'm very on the fence of whether it's real or not. But, like, like, the scenario that you described for the mistake being made would require there to be some reason that they were putting a new... Witcher 3 in the system right because like the original Witcher 3 came out four years ago five years ago so why would they be updating that or putting you know what I mean like unless there's like a special edition coming or some other thing this is the thing they've they've released another version of
2: it on PS4 and Xbox which is it paired with Dark Souls so it's like a double bundle in Europe that's already listed on the site and that was listed months ago so this couldn't have been a mistake made when they were doing that. This has been done like a month after specifically stating Witcher 3. It's so... And we've already had Game of the Year edition of Witcher 3 released as well. That was released like years ago. So what 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 other explanation could there be for this? If it is a slip-up, what were they slipping up doing? You know, if it's a mistake and mislisting, why? Why was it the Witcher 3 and not some other random game?
0: Yeah, I think that's the thing that, That's the thing that lends the most credence to the rumor in my mind. Is that I can't think of an Occam's Razor solution for why this would exist otherwise. You know, what is the rationale? And I don't know. I can't think of a compelling answer.
2: The only other thing that I could think of why it would be listed now, especially for Switch, is if, and I'm hoping this is true, and this is just kind of me making things up, hoping that it could potentially happen, is like Persona and the Joker in Smash Bros. Maybe Geralt is going to be an upcoming character for Smash Bros. DLC. Ooh, woo. And that would kind of work in for the timing of this potential rumour release of a Witcher 3 port on Switch.
1: When's that Witcher Netflix show coming out as well?
2: Uh, that's this year sometime, I believe.
1: It could be to kind of reinvigorate... The franchise as well. People watch it on Netflix. They're like, oh, I want to play the game again. It's coming out on Switch. They've got the console.
2: That's true. Do you think we'll get Netflix on Switch alongside it?
1: <gasps> That'd be nice.
2: Ooh,
0: really interested to see how that all plays out. <laughs> <laughs> Henry Cavill, good luck. We got another rumor that EA's Frostbite engine is possibly getting some Switch support. So there is an EA team member who has worked on worked on uh, some SDKs for games like Battlefield 5 and Anthem, whose LinkedIn profile states that they have quote engineered already existing SDKs for Nintendo Switch, allowing game teams to enable publishing games on Switch. So seems like a seems like a pretty I feel like this one's a lock. I don't know if I. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love LinkedIn for things like this, where you'll get one employee that just writes something and then someone finds it, and then they're like, oh crap, we weren't supposed to run outside yet.
1: I feel so bad for the employees, because well, you know on on like today, first day back after, after Christmas, they're being pulled into a meeting going, what the fuck have you written on your LinkedIn profile?
2: So it doesn't specifically state that Frostbite is coming to Nintendo Switch. But he's worked on Frostbite Engine games, doing their SDKs, and the only other thing he's done is ported an existing SDK to Nintendo Switch. So he hasn't said that that's what he's done, that it is Frostbite on Switch, but read between the lines. It looks
0: like a fish and it smells like a fish. It's a fish. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so uh, FIFA fans, you might be looking get a full-fledged FIFA game in 2019.
1: That's, I can see that that's going to be the only game they ever use Frostbite for, isn't it? They're not
2: going to bring, like,
1: Battlefield 5 or Anthem or the next Dragon Age. Those aren't coming, surely.
2: No, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're working on a new game and they're like, you know what? We need to get it on Switch this time.
1: I'll tell you what would be nice. Mass Effect trilogy
2: coming over. Didn't that come to the Wii U? Or well, one of them did?
0: No. Oh, you know what? Actually, I think they did put the trilogy out on Wii U. Yeah. Mm. But god damn it. No, they like I want it now and I want it remastered. Like I want (laughs) I want a new, prettier version of Mass Effect. That's all I want. Just give it to me. And it's like, I get it, EA. You say that you're dedicated to new software and everything. Fine. We all we all like new games. I appreciate it. But let's be real right now. You're making some missteps. You're fumbling the ball. You know what you could do to, to get some goodwill out? Put out a good HD collection of the games we actually like. In case you're listening to a Nintendo podcast, for advice on <laughs> how you should run your multi-million dollar company. <laughs>
2: we should put microtransactions in the podcast. That'd work well.
0: <laughs> for my next piece of advice, please Venmo, Pete and Bessie, uh, $2. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What's going to be in the loot crate?
0: You'll have to buy five of them <laughs> to spin out and see if you get the skin that you want. Will you get the hot take that you so desire? You'll just have to buy them and find out. Or alternatively, you can pick up a battle pass and, uh, you know, or a pot pass. That's what I'm going to... A pot pass. I'll oh, no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and if you're lucky, you'll get the exclusive Steven Radford brown skin.
0: <laughs> it's just Steven a brown shirt. <laughs> Honestly, one day when, we're, when we are an established brand, that's what we're going to do. I'm going to sell you guys a shirt, for, a brown shirt for $50. It's just going to be brown. <laughs> <laughs> this classic brown shirt. Oh, it's going to have like
1: a, a tiny little pot just embroidered in there. The classy. Just brown in the tiny oh, little like, pot.
0: Like the lacoste, like the little alligator, <laughs> but it's just it's just the Lupin symbol. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I didn't realize that so much of our audience was like forty-year-old dads who play golf. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have golf, right? That's a thing. Yes, yeah, <laughs> we have golf. <laughs> I don't know. You don't have baseball. I'm not going to assume anything.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I love the the baseball World Series where one country takes part. <laughs>
0: excuse me canada has oh, well, a the team, one in team. The yeah yeah <laughs> toronto has a team <laughs> <laughs> i never thought about the fact that it's called the world series <laughs> <laughs> i mean we all know america is the center of the world so <laughs> So it's the time of the show where I get to read your listener mail because you know what, you guys have been good to me. I've been asking for listener mail, you've been sending it in. Apparently, it's good enough that Pixel's actually letting me read it. So, <laughs> 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 so we got a uh, a return uh, writer in from uh, our pal Asobi who wrote in. Uh, I th- I want to say for the Christmas episode, right?
2: I think he did, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so Asobi writes in and says, "Hey, podcast team, back again with another question. Now that it's finally 2019, I'm wondering what is your new. Or I'm sorry, I'm wondering what your New Year's resolutions are. It doesn't have to be gaming related. Best wishes for 2019 from your loyal pothead, Asobi. Mm. I
2: can't believe man! you did edit that. I really cannot My believe you didn't edit man! that.
0: <laughs>
2: I didn't have time. I didn't have time <laughs> to edit it.
0: The best part is when I made that joke on the previous episode. I knew Pixel was editing, and I knew full well that he could take it out. He didn't. It stuck. We did it. <laughs> We're here, potheads. <laughs> uh, oh, that I can be it. your
2: New Year's resolution:
0: <laughs> to make potheads happen. No, to stop
2: saying it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I tried all 2018 to make Fetch happen, and we're here. We made Fetch happen, guys.
1: I mean, we've been saying it in England for years, so.
0: So, New Year's resolutions. Who's got one? I've got a couple. I I, I like to make a few every year.
1: I I never set them, so I'm I'm boring. I don't really have any. I, I Every time I set them, I always fail. Like, mm. last year, I wanted to read more, and I read, like, one book throughout the whole of the year.
2: How many did you read the year before, though? Because if you read none.
1: I think I read two the year before, so it was a bit yeah. of a downgrade, really so dreadful
0: see that's part of what i like about them is that i like to set New Year's resolutions because even if i don't meet them at the end of the year it it gives me an opportunity for a value judgment of like okay so how much did i really want to do this if i didn't do this for an entire year right maybe
1: i should set some like a really good like eat more chocolate like i could do that
0: (laughs) that's the thing is then i think it helps you narrow and be like okay cool so what are the things i really want to do more of right eat more chocolate great one
1: Maybe I should set one that I need to try and complete Ocarina of Time.
0: That would be great.
2: that should be on New Year's Eve. Okay. What,
0: New Year's resolution?
1: New Year's (laughs) Eve resolution.
0: (laughs) You should complete it, but you should also record yourself doing it with your brand new streaming setup. Okay. Because that is a YouTube series I would pay buko bucks to watch. Well,
1: okay, right. One of you needs to play it with me and help me because I'm going to get lost. I'm going to be stuck. I'm not going to have any idea what I'm doing. (laughs)
0: I feel like that would be part of the fun, honestly.
2: <laughs> I just want to see you squirm and struggle when you're in the water yeah. temple. I want to see That's you get out That's if I that mad. far. I never got out of the tree.
0: Brown, brown temple. <laughs> you never got out of the tree. Oh, my I don't God. I think so. Right, he never right, got okay, out of the brown okay. I never tree. became
1: adult Link.
0: So, he never got out of the tree, meaning he never got to the big open field, which is why he thinks the game is brown.
1: Mm-hmm. He
0: never like, got to the giant green I got field. This,
1: I got the sword. I got the shield, I think.
2: You got a sword and a shield.
1: Oh well, I I don't know. I was wandering around some thing by my house and I found a sword and shield and then they let me in the tree because I had a sword and shield.
0: <laughs> this guy you played like two percent of the game.
1: Yeah, I know, and then I couldn't play anymore.
0: It's too brown. I you know, I got to the tree and there was this big spider web on the floor, and I was like, what do I do? I'm done.
2: I can see him racking his brain now going, Was there a big spider web on the floor? <laughs> Do I need to do something there?
0: Did I make it that far? So that's
1: my New Year's resolution. Okay, that's my New Year's resolution. I'll play and try and complete. Should I do Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask?
0: Ocarina of Time first.
1: Okay. All
0: right. Like, I love Majora's, but it is obtuse.
1: I'm roping one of you in to play it with me. Or both of you. All right. Okay. We're taking turns as support. Okay, good.
0: <laughs> we'll take shifts. <laughs> yeah, otherwise we might just break down. It's
1: gonna be like a, a thirty-hour-long series as I try and get through this game. It's probably only like six hours long.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, like there's a real chance, especially if we're recording it like together. There's a real chance this is a this is a twenty twenty resolution. <laughs> 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 we shall see. Uh, what about you, Pixel?
2: I don't really have any. Mine's probably to do more stuff on Lootbox, you know? Yeah. Wrap everything up that I'm trying to get done, you know, get some more YouTube things out there, write some more articles, rape Steven into doing more stupid things. All good.
0: That's really almost like like 70, like I, I sat down the other day Right. And if you're a Twitter follower, you know that we're we're working on new YouTube content. And I was sitting down really racking my brain for like new show ideas and everything. And almost all of them involve us getting Steve to do something dumb. (laughs) It's it's like my bread and butter for comedy. It's like, all right, so we take Steve, we drop him on an island. (laughs)
1: Basically, Pete, you're like a reality show producer and you're just coming up with more ways to torture me, aren't
2: you? That's, That's what you're doing. Just wait until Stephen works out that he's actually just in our basement studio.
0: Oh, it's like the
2: Truman Show, but I'm just stuck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, so I'm going to set up an elaborate scheme to make you think that you're playing Ocarina of Time, but really, you're just sitting in a room with a box on your head.
2: (laughs) Have you got any uh, New Year's resolutions?
0: Yeah, I've got a couple. Um, Some of them are holdovers from last year that didn't go so well. Uh, Like uh, eating better and getting in shape again because I used to be healthy and now I'm not. I have the body of somebody who talks about video games. Uh, You have the body of
2: someone (laughs) who goes on Amazon looking at arrows.
0: Yes, that is accurate. (laughs) A man who tastes chocolate and is like, what if I ordered a hundred of these? Uh that's the kind of uh stuff I'm trying to avoid in 2019. But then I'm also uh getting ready for a move, so I've got a bunch of stuff I'm trying to sell and get rid of in terms of just like collectibles and video game memorabilia that I've amassed from events and such. Maybe I'll give some of that away here on the channel. So, if you want my shit? Hit me up on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm also uh i am one third through this goal already before the year even began of of paying off uh the remainder of my credit card debt from college almost done on that one uh and then I've got plans to release uh some music in twenty uh twenty nineteen as well so uh write me a lots, song lots of good stuff oh I'll write you a song yeah the I, want steve, of pixel I want
1: steve singing ode to, to pixel
0: i don't also well, if i write a song for steve the the question is like how how do i really capture the essence of brown in a sound and if i do that just is that use a good brown thing? noise Job <laughs> done. just
2: release a four minute track just called brown pete you know what the best bit is what's
0: that we've
2: got his audio files from every podcast he's ever done
0: Oh and all, my the, God. and all the bits
1: did not make in the show, all the bits before I sound probably even more stupid.
0: That's another thing I'd love to do is like so I actually on my like I have a list, like I literally wrote out my my, my thing and there's a whole subsection for loot pots. Just
1: called right? Steve's stupid
0: Oh yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of Steve stupid Steve ideas. Oh, okay. I, ca- I I I can't spoil them for you because that would be unprofessional. But there's some good stuff on here and uh I, I we got we got some big plans for twenty nineteen. That's that's all I can say. Uh so thanks again, Asobi, for writing in. Great hearing from you again, bud. And uh if you, like Asobi wanna write in and let us know what you're thinking about this or any other episode of the podcast, or you know, hit us with your questions, comments, games, or anything fun for us to read on the show, hit us up at podcast at loopots.com. That's P-O-T-S-C-A-S-T at Lupots.com. Follow at Loupots on Twitter or visit us at loopots.com.
1: I'm so proud of you, Pete. You got it right.
0: (laughs) You're a bastard. (laughs) Uh, So normally this is the segment of the show where we talk about what's out this week. But guess what? It's the beginning of the year. So the answer is nothing. At least nothing of note. Uh, So January 10th, we'll be back with uh, more games coming out. But that's not all there is in 2019. There is a whole year ahead of us. There is Nintendo Directs. There's E3. There's the possibility of new games. There's a lot on the horizon, and just like last episode where we, you know, took the year in review, now we're looking forward for the year, and we're we're this is the one. We're placing our bets. We're we're gonna say what we're thinking is gonna go down in 2019, and then next year. When we review and see how right or wrong we were, you'll just have to, you know, either celebrate our Nostradamus-like wisdom or just rake us over the coals. (laughs) So I want to start with the question that is on every nerd's mind. And I mean, like, real nerds. Like, we're all nerds here because this is a show about Nintendo stuff, so I doubt you're listening to this show on the regular if you're not a huge dork. But I'm talking the, the kids that get excited about hearing about numbers. We're talking about hardware sales. Where do we think... The Nintendo Switch will net out by the end of 2019.
2: So they're, so they're trying to reach 38 million by March 2019, right?
0: I thought it was 20 million by March it was, 2019.
2: It was
1: 20 million additional over the last financial okay, year, so they'd already right. sold 18. Thank million. you. Do
2: you think they've managed to do that? No. Do you think they're on track? No, I don't think so.
0: Not by March, but I think 38 units by the end of 2019, or by the end of 2019's fiscal year, like by... Next March. March. You know, Q- Q1, <laughs> two- yeah, right. Uh, that I think is doable. I think they could sell another 20 million this upcoming year.
2: I, I would hope that they would
1: sell 50 million by next March.
0: I think that's possible.
2: I think they're probably gonna fall short of 38 million by March 2019 unless they release another big game within the first quarter. I know Smash Bros has sold really, really well, but I'm not sure it's sold enough Along with Pokemon, to shift enough consoles because I think a lot of pe- a lot of people that bought it were existing Switch owners. It would have generated some more console sales, but mm, enough? I, I don't think so.
0: It's going to be interesting because you got to imagine that that number is coming up. Like Nintendo's always good about sharing their financial information, so we're going to know one way or the other, like where they are. Yeah. In the next week or so, probably, and when we do know that, it's going to be way easier to make this this guess because like i think you're probably right i doubt it moved the needle in a huge huge way but i i bet i bet there's a few million more than we're than we think based on that you know because smash sells consoles you know i I know a couple people that picked it up just because of smash or pokemon and you got to think we have another pokemon coming in 2019 and that's the real one you know like (laughs) let's you know i like let's go but That's the one we really want.
1: Well, according to um, the sales last year, they sold 2.6 million consoles, including the SNES Classic, last December. So do you think they have probably sold more than that this year?
0: I think so.
2: What games released last December? Refresh my memory. I mean,
1: last year, nothing really came out in December, but you had Mario Odyssey was the biggest one nearest to the time.
0: Wasn't Xenoblade 2 in December of that year as well?
1: Possibly, I don't know. Uh, But you also had Ultra Sun and Moon last year as well, or in 2017 even. That would have contributed to those 2.6 million consoles if they sold any more 2DS XLs.
0: Whereas this year, all of the big software is on Switch. Yeah. And the Switch is actually available, or you know, for the most part. Because
1: there's less of a reason to get those NES classics because you got it on the Switch online.
0: Well, they're also not new, right? Like, there's a good chance that if you wanted one, you got it.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. This is only the second. This is only the second holiday period, and they had a massive game come out in December with Smash. They had another massive game the month before that with Pokemon are two huge console selling games along with special editions that included both of those and big black friday offers this year which they didn't really have in the first year of the switch's life
0: yeah i think there's a good chance that we see somewhere in the neighborhood of like three to five million maybe over this period
2: It's interesting because at the very the very launch of nintendo switch they managed to sell 2.74 million consoles within that quarter and they seem to have vary between selling like 2 and 3 million each quarter afterwards.
1: Mm -hmm. So it's only 12 million a year.
2: Yeah, so and the last count, it was 22.86 million. And that was in September. If the software didn't push hardware sales more, they're probably landing on around... 26. So if, if Smash and Pokemon can push an extra 2 million consoles, no way, that would leave them 10 short. I don't think they're going to hit it. If they continue the trend of how they've sold recently, over since launch, you're probably looking at around 28, 30 million. Yeah, about 30 million by the end of March. So those two games together have got to somehow push console sales another 8 million to hit their target.
0: Yeah, which is really unlikely, I think. Yeah, 38 by March 2019, I don't think is going to happen, but I think that will happen by probably the end of like q2 maybe like i think they're going to be a little off on that goal but i think by the end of the year around that 50 is is not unheard of especially if pokemon comes out well
1: by the end of q2 that brings us up to around june time hopefully by then we'll we'll well, we will have more information as to what first-party games are coming out like when do you guys think like things like luigi's mansion and animal crossing and um town and stuff like that are coming out all those big first-party titles that have already been announced like this fire emblem as well which i know is one of pete's favourites. so i'm sure he's eagerly awaiting <laughs> that one when, yeah, when do you yeah. think they're all coming out do you think like they'll hit a first-party game every every month which was their kind of goal in the first year of the switch's life that like you saw zelda then mario kart then splatoon then arms
0: If all the games that they told us are coming out in 2019 actually come out in 2019, they've got a good spread. Like, it's already, you know, most of the year there'll be a new game every month. Because obviously there's Mario in January, but we've also got Yoshi, we've got Town, we've got Pokemon, we've got Animal Crossing, we've got Fire Emblem. That's six right there. And those are all system sellers. Historically, 2D Mario games sell better than 3D Mario games, so there's a real chance that this game, uh, that you even though it's a a port will sell a lot better than we're expecting pokemon obviously a huge system seller animal crossing obviously a huge system seller fire emblem big system seller so i don't know it's tough to say but with how much is on the horizon i think i think switch shells are going to be strong in 2019 whether they'll hit their goal when they set it is remains to be seen. So how many do you say?
2: Six. Metroid Prime 4, which could possibly come out. That's seven. I'm sure that's more. Bayonetta 3 is
1: another possibility. Luigi's Mansion 3. Marvel Ultimate Alliance. That's being published oh, by course, Nintendo. Yeah.
0: Oh, right. I forgot about that.
1: I, don't, I mean, I, I can see that they would have a big release every month. And it seemed like they tried to do that at the beginning of 2018 as well. And then uh, Dark Souls screwed them over a little bit by missing their release date. Because that was a big surprise kind of announcement. And then that was pushed way back into further into the year. So they had like no game really for that, that month that it was it was due out. That's, that seemed to be their strategy the first year. It seemed to be their strategy the second year. I think that would probably be their strategy going into into the next year, just try and have that big big game and then backed up by all their nindies that they seem to love showcasing
0: do we think we'll get any other big third party announcements like we did with ultimate alliance
1: I, I mean i hope i'm hoping persona 5's coming but that's
0: a good
2: point i think 2019 is going to be a big year for third parties because the switch has now got a, its install base people know how many users will potentially buy their game If they release on switch and i imagine a lot of engines have now got proper support for switch and they've been negotiating business deals with third parties as well i should imagine and they've had a long time to do that now it's not just like we have to get these development companies and publishers in before the switch releases they've been doing that and now they've had another like year and a half on top of that to progress any deals that they might make so i don't know like witcher three if that's real that could be a big one now frostbite's potentially on the switch we could get some big EA games coming. We saw a rumor that from a retailer that um, there was like an Assassin's Creed trilogy that might be coming to Switch. So that's another yeah. potential big third-party one right there. And
1: well, then you've also got like um, Res- all the three Resident Evil games that have been announced: Zero, One, and Four. They're all coming. Potentially Resident Evil Two, if that like, I know that's that's planned for PS4 and Xbox and PC. If they can get that to run on the Switch, I'm sure they'll want to bring that as well. If they're bringing Zero One and four Uh, you've got the also from capcom the ace attorney phoenix wright collection yep so that's that's due out i think around february time so those are those are uh, big games and i think a lot of people will probably jump on that having played them on the ds and they'll want to bring that over to the switch i know i'm going to be picking those up
0: yeah, I'm interested in those as well.
1: And then, and then there's 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 also the Switch Online stuff. They're still adding games every single month to to that. They've announced that they're no longer going to be making any more of the mini consoles. Like the NES and the Snes, once they're sold out, at least in the US, that's that's it. Is kind of game over? Do we think they're going to bring kind of Snes and maybe like Game Boy games to Switch Online, or is it going to be NES for the foreseeable future? And then maybe in 2020 we'll get some additional consoles.
0: I feel like it would make sense for them to start expanding. In the library like they've been adding nes games every month and i think they'll probably continue to do that for for the foreseeable future but i think maybe at least by the end of the year expanding the library to include super nintendo seems like a logical step because i don't you know i don't think that the intention was ever for it to only be nes yeah. games and they've said as much you know that there there are plans for that in the future and you know when reggie was asked about like an N64 classic, he was like, well, Nintendo Switch Online. Mm-hmm. I feel like those things coming is not a question of if, it's a question of when, and why wouldn't you roll out new functionality for something that's old? By the end of the year, it'll have been a year old, we'll have already been doing it. They're going to want to be like, hey, if you haven't gotten this, there's all these new reasons to play, and now we have Smash Brothers, and here this other new online game coming out, and Super Nintendo games coming. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It just feels like that, makes sense narratively and I feel like Nintendo's all about narrative
1: and from a technical standpoint the emulator they, they used for NES was the same one that was in the NES classic presumably they could port the SNES one over because it also probably runs on ARM just fine or we know it does because it came from the the, cl- the classic they could bring that over and do a similar UI whether they make that one app that's like a switch online for all of the consoles or whether it's like separate apps you download the NES one you download the SNES one.
2: I think that's probably the direction they'll go if they release over consoles it'll be like oh so now here's the n64 yeah. Nintendo switch online app that you can download and you get
0: a game on there every month as well i'd be good with either or i really don't care i'm uh, I'm,
1: I'm at the point where i would pay for the n64 games i want i would pay like individually yeah. like, i was ready to do that from day one if the virtual console existed i'd have flushed out my library immediately like i'd have re a load of those that I bought back on the Wii.
0: I would have bought several of the games that are on the NES service right now for, like, five bucks a pop. Would
2: you Would you have bought Ocarina of Time, Steve? I probably would have. Not, like, only if just
1: because, like, my boyfriend loves that game and would, like, play it.
0: Oh my god. Maybe that should be the series. Have you and your boyfriend play it and he's just, like, loving it the whole time and you're just shitting all over? <laughs> oh no.
1: Yeah, that would be, like, a, a recipe st- for stupid disaster. Brown
0: game. the one one
1: game i really want is wind waker i really just want to play wind waker
2: buy a wii u
1: no i'm not buying a wii u i've got gamecube i just boot that up
2: well there you go yeah but i want it
1: handheld i want it portable i want to take it wherever even though i rarely leave my house
2: talking of zelda games if they do go down the route of releasing virtual console games uh, on Nintendo Switch for different platforms like N64 or online apps. Do you think they'll put Zelda games on there or do you think they'll go down the route of like they did the 3DS remastering them instead?
1: I, th- I think we'll get them. we got the NES one. I think we'll get the SNES one. It's whether we get the N64 ones and whether we get the remastered version like the Majora's Mask one lets you kind of move the camera around a little bit differently on the 3DS, right?
2: Yeah, it's got a load of new features in there to kind of make the gameplay a bit easier.
1: So I would hope that we get kind of the tweaked version from the 3DS if we get any of them.
0: I honestly would love to see a new remaster. Like, the 3DS version of both of those games is great. But uh, I think, like, a proper HD remaster of those games would be awesome.
1: Well, I'd like the same for Luigi's Mansion, that they've just remastered for the 3DS. I, I mean, I would have loved that to come to the Switch. And with Luigi's Mansion 3 coming out, it makes sense to bring 1 and 2 over.
2: Well, we know, we know they can take, like, Wii U games upon to Switch. We know they can take wii u games and important to 3ds in all that time working on porting their games to different consoles has anyone gone oh you know what let's see if 3ds works on switch they must have done that someone must have tested that and seen if it was possible
0: yeah i'm sure it's possible i think it's probably more an issue of it's just not easy to port them because like the architecture is really different for one thing but like it's also like the the display issue the games aren't made in widescreen or hd so that's a problem there's also like the touchscreen of it all of like okay so do we put the two screens on the one screen and have you, you know what I mean? I like, think that's that there more of the
1: issue. It's, it's the touch screen is more of the issue, I think, because the DS games play on the Wii U and you have like the touch screen on your pad and then the other screens on the tv and that makes sense like you could play mario 64 ds edition on the wii u and it's like you've got the map on the screen and the main game's happening over there like how would you do that on the switch unless you had one screen on the left and one screen on the right
0: and like i'm sure it's doable like they did that world ends with you port which was a ds game Mm -hmm. which had similar issues that they fixed but i think that's probably the thing is that it's not as simple as porting a game from the wii u to to the switch because all you're doing with that is throwing on a new coat of paint and making sure that it's optimized for you know the hd system that it's on not fundamentally changing the way the game handles
1: well talking of the 3ds like where do you think that sits in 2019 like there's new games coming out for it this year right
0: (laughs) i thought this was going to be the last year for the 3ds the last two years (laughs) so i'm gonna guess 2019 not the last year for the 3ds I think obviously there's still games on it. I wonder if this is finally the year where they don't announce more games next year, but I don't know that that's going to be the case. I think we might get another batch of the two or three games we're putting out on it to keep this thing on life support. I mean, the
1: games that are coming out seem to be ones that were like in development for a while. You got Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn and Mario Luigi Bowser's Inside Story. Are the the two big games that have been announced that are coming out in 2019.
0: Yeah, you're right. Like it's definitely all smaller games at this point, and the trickle is is slow down. There's a lot less on the 3DS this year than there was last year.
2: Maybe it'll uh, roll around to E3 and instead of game announcements, we'll just get a big tribute to 3DS and <laughs> they'll finally bury it in the ground where it belongs. And let's oh, it just starts over. with
1: a gra- with a gravestone of 3DS like 2004 to 20. 20- Nineteen or whatever. When did it come out? It wasn't two thousand four. It was like,
2: So long ago. I'm surprised they've managed to keep it going this long. If they, I, I think it's going to be dead and buried in two thousand nineteen. Unless they revitalize a the model somehow.
1: 2011.
2: 2011, so eight, eight
1: years. Eight years, yeah. It was February 2011 in Japan and March everywhere.
0: That is wild.
1: I think mean, that's about the average lifespan of a home console, right? Six, seven years? Well, that's eight it's years. Around, so, yeah. around
2: six normally, yeah. So it's well overdue for a replacement. Yeah. So yeah, I reckon 2019 will be the year the 3DS either gets dead and buried or gets replaced.
1: I, I mean, I guess last point before we kind of close out. When do you think the first direct's going to happen, and what do you think's going to be in it? I know, what I hope's in it. Oh, don't even say Pikmin.
2: It is Pikmin Four. <laughs> yes, they're going to do an entire direct dedicated <laughs> to Pikmin Four, and they're going to release a Pikmin game every year in two thousand and nineteen. Every every year. Every month. <laughs> Editing. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. We're overdue a direct now, and based on, I sent a tweet out a while ago, but based on previous years, you're looking around sometime between the 9th and the 16th, we should get a direct, if they're following the usual pattern. I mean, it
1: felt like, and we said it on the show before, that around end of November, beginning of December, that there should have been a direct, the number of videos they were pumping out on their YouTube channel was absolutely insane. Yeah. So it felt like we should have had one then, but they were just like, well, oh, we don't really have any first-party stuff to show, so we'll just kind of put these trailers out on our YouTube channel instead. But I hope that we kind of have that thing that we had the first year, which is the here's what's coming in 2019 kind of d- style directive. This is this is why you should buy a Switch in 2019, because of all of these awesome games that are coming.
2: The thing is, the games that are coming out in the first quarter that we know of, like Yoshi, I believe, is the first quarter. Mario is first quarter. We've already seen all the gameplay.
1: Yeah, well, especially Mario. Everyone's played it.
2: Well, yeah, either in like trailers, it's support, or in those Nintendo Treehouse videos that they do, where they've showed loads of Yoshi over the last like six months or so. So, what's in the direct?
0: I think it's time for them to start showing us more of the games that we know about that we haven't seen. Like we've known that a new Fire Emblem was coming. Mm-hmm for like two years you know but we've seen nothing really like there was that trailer at E3 yeah, a that showed it, off that about it yeah and like it showed some of the maps and stuff but it was like it was so little of obviously of what this game is going to have to offer you know uh we haven't even seen like an actual fight you know any of the combat so i think that's that's something that's got to be coming because it's on the horizon that game feels imminent mm-hmm. And I I imagine we'll see more of that. I think we also have, you have to think about the fact that we have new Smash Brothers characters to consider. Depending on when the direct is, we we will already have Piranha Plant available and maybe a date for Joker. You know, because we know that there's that that, uh, Persona announcement coming in March maybe that's around the time of his release who knows but we know that there are four other characters they have to announce and you gotta imagine as soon as joker has a date we'll probably learn about the next one so that's got to be on the horizon i think getting a finalized release date for yoshi is another thing that's definitely on the way uh getting our first look at animal crossing seeing more of town finally getting an actual trailer for metroid even if metroid isn't coming out though those are all things that i think we have to see Uh, the name of the pokemon game uh, is is a big announcement
1: those always a separate though right the pokemon things are always like the pokemon company is doing their own and out, so that's what they did last time for let's go it wasn't in the direct
0: yes but there was a direct for sudden Okay, kind of could go either way
1: but i mean you mentioned yoshi or Yoshi i say yoshi I'm probably wrong but it's just shown up on the coming soon page on the eShop. so there you that go. is it seems like that's that's v- really very soon
2: february yeah I think February or March. It's the only game we know the most about, and there's no other game scheduled that we've seen. Yoshi's got to be the next one, surely.
0: So yeah, I think that's all on the table for the first Direct, and and as far as when it is and which of those things makes it to the docket. It's hard to say. So you
2: mentioned, like, Metroid 4 as one of them, and the new Pokemon. Seen as Sony on E3 this year, do you think Nintendo will take the opportunity to really showcase games like Metroid 4 instead of slipping them into a Nintendo Direct?
0: I don't. No? No, I just, I just don't think that's Nintendo's style anymore. And I don't think of Nintendo as a company that makes moves based on what their competitors are doing. I think Sony not being there opens up there to be more room to talk about what Nintendo's doing. But I, I personally don't feel like they're going to be like, oh, Sony's not here. This is our year to come back and do a traditional stage setup like we used to do and, like, really blow people's hair back. It's like, ah. Eh, I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to come out with the same kind of direct that they always do and they're going to let the strength of the announcements speak for themselves.
1: Sony's E3 last year was really disappointing anyway and people seem to absolutely hate the here everyone come in this weird tent thing and then we're going to go somewhere else after we've done this music thing. It was bizarre, absolutely bizarre. But I I agree I agree with Pete and judging by last year's E three, I hope it's gonna be better than that. I know Fortnite's reveal kind of got spoiled because of data miners finding it on the eShop, but other than that there was no real exciting new announcements because we it was games we kind of already seen apart from that, um that mech game i can't remember the name Damon.
0: oh uh days ex machina no Some...
1: Damon no. x machina, or something ex like that. machina. Yeah. yeah and then
0: that's coming out too this year
1: yes it is yeah and and the rest of it was just uh was just smash bros so it was yeah, kind no of like
0: just smash bros nothing you know, exciting we we
1: we didn't need we didn't need another direct at smash bros we'd already have like six
0: was here steve we didn't know that until then
1: god did we not well i don't think no! we needed to see everyone but oh it could have just God. been, everyone's here, show the picture on the screen, and then let Reddit do their work.
0: No. <laughs> the real issue was is Sakurai walking me through menus. That's what I didn't need.
1: Do you know what? I That video would be really helpful for me, because it took me ages to find the shop where I could spend my gold. I should have watched that video.
0: You're the person they make those videos for, yeah. apparently.
1: And also that challenges Approach screen. That's impossible. To, that was impossible to find as well under the Games and More bit, and then there's a
2: tiny little icon in the bottom corner.
0: I'll give you that one. I didn't even know that existed until Pixel brought it up. So <laughs> it literally, it li- you
2: lose to one of them, and it literally just goes, "Oh it yeah, you, can you fight
0: them again here." So you know. Okay. Well, the first time I played the game, Pixel, it was like three in the morning, and I was really tired, <laughs> and I don't remember <laughs> that.
2: <laughs> so the last two years at E3, Nintendo have really showcased one game in particular. We had legend zelda breath of the wild smash bros with a little bit of pokemon and what do you think the next one's gonna be what's 2019's showcase game
0: i have no idea because it probably won't be pokemon because pokemon doesn't traditionally have a major showing at e3 and yeah we bucked that trend with let's go a little bit but it's like i don't know like i have a hard time thinking pokemon is going to be the game at e3 it's just not usually how they do things but if it's not that what is it?
1: I hope it's Metroid. I mean, they announced it at E3 in 2017. Mm-hmm. It was the logo reveal and everyone went crazy for it. Like, we! Everyone wants to see more now. They want to see what the actual game is and what it looks like and who's making it and actually find out about the game.
0: You know what? Maybe they'll do that. Maybe they'll do what they did with Zelda and Odyssey and like make that the focus and then it comes out in March or whatever or February, like early in the year like Zelda did.
2: I don't know. That seems a bit bit too soon to just throw Metroid out within the next couple of months.
0: But it wouldn't be just throwing it out because it'd be like, hey, here's the first real trailer or whatever at a direct. We're going to talk more about it at E3. And then they've got the rest of 2019 to hype it up going into 2020.
1: Oh, so you want on about March 2020, not March 2019? Sorry,
2: if we meant March 2019.
0: I'm sorry. Yeah, I meant March 2020 for the release and we get the first real in-depth look at it at E3. Uh,
2: the only other contender I can think of My first bet would be on Metroid. Mm -hmm. My second one would be if they've overhauled Animal Crossing into a really substantially different or bigger game, that Animal Crossing could actually be their showcase E3.
0: I thought about that too. I just don't. Animal Crossing's weird for me because obviously it has a huge fan base and it's like a big game for them. But I don't think of it as having much mainstream gamer appeal. Like I feel like a lot of the fans that play Animal Crossing are that market that nintendo courted on you know the ds and the 3ds of like more casual players okay and and i just don't i don't know that i see that as like an e3 anchor like i love animal crossing but like does the average nintendo fan who's like really jazzed about like smash necessarily care about animal crossing news and if they do is it something that they want to see for like an hour you know i don't know i don't know that it's a game that lends itself to that like, I feel like that might be a better direct-only thing. Like an Animal Crossing direct? Yeah. Like, I could see us being like, hey, Animal Crossing, name, this is the release window, we have a direct coming up. That I could okay. see at, at E3, but I don't know that I see it being the game.
1: I think it's just going to be called Animal Crossing, personally.
0: I think that would be fresh. Animal Crossing Deluxe. <laughs>
2: For you.
1: New Super Animal Crossing DX.
2: Oh, God, can you imagine? Uh, the only other thing I was thinking of is, because I'd like to list every potential possibility, is... um a- Pikmin 4. Pikmin 4 would be a good one. <laughs> In fact, that would be the best one, but I don't think that's going to be three. Zelda. The next Zelda game that they we know they're working on we know it has dungeons thanks to the job listings and we know it has a really good game engine now thanks to breath of the wild
1: as much as i'd like that i just think it's it's too soon i think that's going to be a 2020 game the i mean other things that it could potentially be as a new ip we haven't seen really one since Arms, uh, and maybe splatoon 3 because splatoon 2 was announced not that far after splatoon 1's end of life ended we're kind of coming splatoon 2's end of life was kind of the end of 2018 18, and now we're coming up to six seven months later then potentially it could be splatoon 3's announcement that's a huge game for them yeah
2: yeah no splatoon 3 would work really well as well because it's a showcase game that you can have stands with multiple people playing mm-hmm. it'd be an ideal e3 playable
0: demo yeah like they they like to do those tournaments now every year at e3 like that could be good man i hope they do arms too that's what, that's that would be i I
2: think that's dead in the water i don't think it sold enough units for them but Splatoon didn't sell that many.
1: Splatoon one, it wasn't yeah, sold Splatoon on Wii two, U. but that's
2: a, that's a different okay, scenario. A good point. Yeah, very yeah, really different.
0: I don't know, man. Like Arms, like it was early in the life cycle. It sold over a million copies. Like I don't know. I hope it has a chance. I think there's always a chance, but I don't think it's a priority. I know. I love Arms, though. I really like. I want. I don't want to see them just let it die. It was such a fun game. Yeah, it was a good game. It just needed more content. What are the Nintendo franchise
1: are that they haven't actually like done anything with for years? Donkey Kong,
0: Donkey Kong, Pikmin, Star Fox. Well, we we had Star the, Fox has been a while, Star Fox yeah. game
2: spin-off.
1: Uh, what you mean the Ubisoft yeah. one?
0: It's, you know, it's Star Fox is in it.
1: Well, they put put it in there, but yeah.
0: I mean, there's there's the one that Platinum made on the Wii U, but I like to pretend that didn't happen. Wonderful.
1: <laughs> Almost like um, so there's like. Paper Mario, we haven't seen one of those in a while. Kid Icarus.
0: There's not, there's not too much, honestly. Like most of the major franchises have been served in recent memory, but like, Mario. F Zero hasn't, and
1: that was one that was kind of
0: never coming back. Fle-
1: no, I think that's just in Mario I think Kart now. F
0: Zero's dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. as Mario Kart just gets faster every year, <laughs> so it's like, what the hell do we need F Zero for anymore?
1: <laughs> it wasn't going to be three hundred CC next year.
0: Yeah, I think I think the best bet is something that we haven't seen rather than something that we have that's been dormant. Because, like, I, I think there's the retro of it all. You know, retro uh, obviously isn't working on Metroid, and we have no idea what they have been working on for the last several years. So I feel like they're a really good bet for what's next mm-hmm. in terms of at least, like, maybe a new IP or something.
2: I think... Um... Retro and Monolith Soft? Is that the other one? The guys that are working on a, a new game, the Xen- Xenoblade guys. Yeah. They're working on a new game because they're recruiting for people. And that's. We know nothing about that yet. So maybe that's a free game. Maybe it's Retro's game.
0: Maybe. I think maybe Retro's game because, like, Xenoblade did. Or Xenogears, which I can never remember. They did just have two come out not that long ago. Like, it was just last December. So. I feel like maybe what unless they have two teams and I'm not aware of that, whatever they're working on is still probably or not as far along as what Retro's doing anyway. But I think I think that covers it for me in terms of predictions. I don't I don't feel like there's too many other stones left unturned from for Nintendo right now.
1: No, I mean, the only other thing is, like, if they throw out any curveballs, like they obviously had Labo last year, they haven't really released any new kits since. I wonder if we, can, we would maybe see another one of those, but it doesn't seem like it's sold as well as maybe they would have hoped. But, I, I mean, I'm always interested to see what they're going to do. I don't think anyone predicted Labo, and I'd love to see them do something more, more with it. They haven't done anything else, really, with the IR camera on the bottom of the Joy-Con.
2: The only other thing that could happen is that rumored Nintendo Switch revision, or Pro model.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's I think that's a distinct possibility, as we've discussed before, like, it, it is around the right time for them to release, like, the DS came out, and then a few years later the DS Lite came out, it could potentially be, like, a Switch Lite, or maybe they just release a refreshed Switch, you know, like, Sony always releases their revised PlayStations, but just keep it the same name, really, so...
0: Yeah, there has been a rumor floating around that that might be the case, too, so I don't know, I don't, I I feel like it's too early...
2: I think an E3 announcement wouldn't be too early, but not a release until maybe March 2020. Yeah,
1: I think you released that. That's going to be a holiday season 2019 thing. I that can come see that if too. They announce it. It's like get a cheaper model out for Christmas, bundle it with an old game, like get the get Breath of the Wild and the new Switch for like $250. We reduced the price a little bit.
2: Or, or maybe that's, you know, Metroid Prime 4 bundle, brand new pro model enhances it a
1: little bit yeah metroid or pokemon both of those are good distinct possibilities
0: even animal crossing animal crossing and pokemon are the two most package in friendly titles
2: they've been staples for nintendo since the early days haven't they
0: yep yeah i think i think some good guesses there so we'll have to revisit this episode in 2020 and see how we did Uh, I'm very much looking forward to that. Hopefully all this stuff comes true and we're geniuses uh, (laughs) and Nintendo has the best year ever. So with that, we're going to wrap it up here for episode 13 of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us here. Uh, Again, you choose to come back week after week and uh, it both surprises and delights us. So uh, thank you guys so much uh, for making 2018 a great year. We hope 2019 will be just as sharp. Remember, if you want to help out the show, you can give us a like on your platform of choice, uh, subscribe to the channel, all that fun stuff. You know how to do podcast stuff. Uh, And if you want to write in, you can hit us up at potscast at lupots.com. That's P-O-T-S-C-A-S-T at lupots.com. And let us know what you're thinking about, uh, what's coming up in 2019, or what games you're most excited for, any of that kind of stuff. Uh, You can also follow us at lupots, wherever your social media is sold. Or visit us at looppots.com. And uh, that will wrap it up for this week on the podcast. We'll see you next week.